0: Welcome to D D D, the Dinner Party Role Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Grussell, and with me today is Beth Radloff. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited for this Table for Two episode.
1: Yeah, you've been you've been talking about how excited you are. I listened to your last episode with Mike. <laughs> yeah. Name dropping margarine and how tickled you are about talking about my my knife powers.
0: There yes, we will get to your knife powers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were we, I was I was only partially paying attention to the chat um, on Wednesday for your live streams on Twitch. Tune in Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific uh, to live. Listen along with some of the cast on Beth's Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was I I, ha- I now have a meeting at three on, on Wednesdays, so I, I can only kind of partially pay attention. But when, I when mean, it that's up in
1: the p- air, we can change the we can change the time of it if we need to.
0: Follow us on Twitter at D&D&D pod to find out if we changed the time. Smart. Um <laughs> and uh, uh but yeah, when when I was talking to Mike about like, well, Marjorie just ch- stab stuff. I did see you you said something.
1: <laughs> well, I feel bad because uh, you've said that a couple times and when your DM says that hey, one of these players has expressed a negative opinion more than once, uh the player then goes, "Oh man, did I did I bum him out? Did I say something wrong?" Because I don't want you to think that I'm not having a good time. Cause I love being the old lady who stabs stuff.
0: It's oh, No, I I I completely uh understand. Yeah, and, and it was mentioned... it was an
1: act of choice for me to right. not be a magic user. I just didn't want to deal with that system.
0: Right. We talked about that in your first table for two, that you are disinclined to choose a magic user. Mm-hmm. Um, in both this and in other um RPG kind of settings. Mm-hmm. Uh you have uh, stri- stayed away from from magic. Um I guess Can I we'll say just I'm a simple in. girl.
1: <laughs> I just want to hit things with swords.
0: Uh I guess we'll just get into that part of it then. Um as we have progressed through the story and through um the level uh tree of everybody's characters. Everyone else is a magic user. Um and to some degree, especially James and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But now that Mike and Fletch have really leaned into this storm, uh, uh, all the storm aspects. I'm so
1: excited about this. The I avatar who has a Pokemon. <laughs> oh. D&D I was just
0: really excited that yeah. we got that place.
1: d d has uh, so much potential to build your own kind of fun bullshit thing, you know?
0: right right um it's it's a wonderful opportunity to to see um to to find the ways that uh you guys uh play the game and to uh tailor things towards that um so to that end i want to talk about primarily today I, we'll we'll get into you know like the character you know the the like character character stuff of like where's margarine at and what does she want and all that stuff that's all very important too Mm -hmm. but like i really the thing that i'm really excited about for this conversation is what can we do with the way that with the game mechanics and the abilities that margarine has or the abilities that we can give margarine that can uh, accent and enhance the way that you play the game The way that you want to play the game um, And the way that you want to play Margarine And the things that you want to do for the character Because that's really what I feel like We were able to do with Mike I mean, you yeah. know, you listen to it And I'm sure that you talked to Mike about it um,
1: I mean, after he was done recording He ran into the bedroom I <laughs> was just, like, electrified with excitement
0: <laughs> Pun intended Ah! <laughs>
1: Not sure
0: um i i was too i was so excited that we 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 hit on on uh those new abilities for him and the the fun potential that that has um and i really want to get into something like that with margarine i mm-hmm. want to figure out okay like it's a different thing because it's not necessarily magic what are the what are some things that we can do with margarine so um i i i had a couple I have a couple ideas, but they might not be what you're thinking. Um so Lay them on me, Spud. For 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 me, the thing that's interesting to Margaret, the thing that I've been thinking about with martrin mm-hmm. um has been uh she has worn a lot of hats over the last three seasons.
1: Literally um, and figuratively. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And um do any of those kind of personas that she's tried on, does it has anything stuck or does, or or is there anything that you want to explore? So you're talking
1: mm-hmm. about her as a banker, her as a detective, her right. as the head of the Thieves Guild. Right. As a lover.
0: Right. Yes. Um all of the things that uh all the different kind of personas that Marjorie has adopted, whether um as a bit or as mm-hmm part of her character are are there any of those things that we can tap into to give you some fun abilities that you can play with to um uh you know better better interact with the world better tell the story and better play the game um i'm just going to start with um because there are mechanics for it i'm going to start with detective mm-hmm. is there anything about that kind of uh i I, i'm just gonna keep saying persona that is interesting to you for margarine
1: so it's funny to think about margarine seriously going down one of these paths because Mm -hmm. for me margarine is a character who has lived a very long life as a jack of whatever she needs to be in that moment trades Mm -hmm. um and the reason why margarine is a rich in spirit but ultimately penniless old woman is that she never stuck to one thing, right? Mm-hmm. She never focused or gave real consequential weight to any of those decisions throughout her life. Um and so it doesn't feel natural to me necessarily for her to sit down and be like, wait a second, I do want to be a detective. Um because it's not really that she's been trying to find her identity. Like Marjorie mm-hmm. doesn't care so much about her personal identity. Well, does she? Hmm. She wants to be special. Sure. But I don't think yeah. her specialness is tied to, like, a skill. She just wants other people to think she's cool. And so she'll do what she needs in the moment to look cool. So in front of Stokeworth, she's going to be a detective. And uh, she gets someone invests money in her. And now she's an official banker. And the mm-hmm. moment that she becomes head of the Thieves Guild, it goes straight to her head. Because she's getting all of that recognition, and so she's going to make poor decisions because <clears throat> it's not being a good leader that she's valuing; it's being looked at in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um. So, it would be fun to stumble upon expertise, and well, that- I, I, it's it's hard to say these things because I I feel like I'm poo pooing this really interesting idea. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. I I love this. I think that this is this is. Um, a fantastic way of having this discussion because, um, to just blindly accept new power mm-hmm. is boring. Yeah. You know, like if if you were just to suddenly say like, oh yeah, of course, like yeah, just give me, gimme, give gimme give new abilities. That's that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 doesn't that that seems like a betrayal of Margaret. So I'm I'm glad that you're pushing against it. Yeah. Um. But those
1: new abilities, she does gimme, gimme, gimme when it comes to stuff. And if those abilities are tied to the stuff.
0: Right. So this is, this was kind of one thing that I wanted to discuss too. Um, There were a couple, a couple um, avenues that I was kind of thinking of like, how can we enhance Margarine? Mm -hmm. And one was, um, Skills based on these different personas, and the other was the stuff angle. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that the stuff angle, uh, does make more sense for the character in a lot of ways, is a little bit tough to figure out in this kind of between season time, yeah. Um, but maybe we can set you up for something, or we can figure, we can figure some system out that allows you to explore that more. Um,
1: Like, do I need some magic pants that manifest stuff?
0: I was thinking uh, something in the utility belt realm.
1: (laughs) I I was talking Uh, to Mike about this, and I was like, yeah, I think think endgame for Margarine. Sometimes I imagine her uh, as that one old lady in Labyrinth who just has a bunch of things on her back. She's just mm -hmm. carrying trash she's the t- the trash lady from labyrinth um and also marjorie is tinker Taylor's soldier spy where she's just got all of these little i didn't watch that movie but in my brain <laughs> those seeds series of of words, words. mean that she just, yeah. she's a tinker and she puts things together and she thinks of clever ways to use the stuff that's at her disposal because for me uh getting back to how in battling i don't use magic i'm mm-hmm. somebody who Sneak attacks and stabs with a knife. What's the most fun for me in battle is when I have the opportunity to use something that I picked up at, along the way in a clever execution of uh, a maneuver, let's say. Mm-hmm. So the most recent one would be uh, not believing in the ground and having the the lasso being around. God, that was so cool. <laughs> Being around the lich's weapon or uh, the the mirror shield, what it was. Mm-hmm. Um. It it's it's so fun for me to to pick something up and then wait to use it in a clever way, or even just for a joke. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I do that I do that enough.
0: Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the cargo pants were a big big get. boon. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I love that. I think that that. Um, is something that is, is so essential to the character for me from like the beginning, yeah. Uh, like like the by first, accident, <laughs> yeah. Like the first moment of the show, Marjorie is offering something she picked up along the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something. <laughs>
1: oh, I like that. I, laugh.
0: Might, I might cut this. Oh, I might cut this. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. I'll I'll Listener um, did he
1: cut it? Are you going to get the juicy the juicy so, behind the
0: scenes? <laughs> so you and I er, I feel like this was early in COVID, but maybe it wasn't, who knows anymore. Um before a lot of other stuff happened with the show with the Spotify thing and stuff that kind of distracted me from everything. Um you and I discussed uh adapting the show. Mm-hmm. Briefly. We just briefly thought, discussed, like, what would this be? Um, and it really got me thinking about stuff like, you know, stuff about this. And in my head, um, the candy that Marjorie offers the team at the beginning of the show, she took from a candy dish in Knight's Castle when <gasps> she broke in.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. It doesn't even and need to be like a plot point. You just notice her nick some candy no, later on right. in a flashback.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Cause, I love it. Because you made that awesome. I think. It, I think. Yeah. I think. You, yeah, that you was made, an improv. Yeah, you made that awesome improv that that Marjorie had previously broken in for no reason, just to do it. Mm-hmm. And which I, lo- I love so much. <laughs> and so then when I was like. Trying to be like, well, what would the first, you know, moments of the show be if they were scripted or written as prose, um, which at that time is what I was doing. Uh, that's what came out mm-hmm. was that the, that you you took the this was the thing that you took. You margarine ignored all the all the treasure, all the art, all the all the anything of, of quantifiable value but nicked some candy from a candy dish mm-hmm. and then years later <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: oh she's so gross
0: oh, i love her so much years years later decades later um offers it to these these new acquaintance yeah and in road. line
1: with margarine it's like she didn't hold on to them because they were of value she didn't express them as being no. special candy from the castle no it, that mm-hmm. doesn't that's she's not gonna try to capitalize on that she's not a good no. long-term thinker
0: yeah oh um so that that's that's in my head where that comes from so i i love Uh, that aspect of the character i think that's so essential to margarine Mm -hmm. um it's it's the which is why the gold bag i think is so perfect Mm -hmm. and like um stuff like that is so fun and it's also something that's interesting because margarine is the party's thief in, in like the in like a, a classic D D party construction way where you have you know in in theory you would have a fighter a spellcaster a healer and a you know someone who can unlock stuff and detect traps mm-hmm. um margarine ha- has that role but doesn't really give a shit about treasure yeah you know like isn't isn't the one who's like um oh I'm I steal that you know, or I take that, you know, like I take that those things like James is the what Flack is the one who's always like, let's scoop all this into the bag. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I think that that's such a wonderful uh, aspect of the character that we can explore. Well,
1: yeah, that's been there from the beginning, too. I'm looking at my very first D&D um, margarine sheet. And for my personality traits, it says, I hide scraps of food and trinkets away in my pockets, and I don't mm-hmm. like to bathe.
0: <laughs> and cheese kind of came from that. Mm-hmm. Of like, it's just there, you know? Cheese know. is just there. Um, so thinking about that, how can we translate that into giving you some kind of uh actionable ability to interact with the story with that other than just imp- improvs of uh, you grab this thing or, or whatever
1: yeah because I wouldn't you know, want to abuse that and just suddenly have a magic item that gets us out of a situation like I've got that right. enough with the bird cape
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so so like um, you know I, yeah like you know i'm not we're not going to suddenly give you a, something crazy like a deck of many things that that will just yeah will just solve problems mm-hmm. um but like you know if margin were to suddenly be able to like macgyver stuff that might be too far mm. You know, like what, you know, so.
1: Yeah, so what have you been thinking about as far as her and her stuff? Well.
0: <sighs> I've been trying to look at other classes and subclasses and stuff and other abilities uh, to to try to see if there's something that we can borrow from to enhance margarine, uh, kind of in the way that um, for Mike, when we were talking about Pete, and uh, we got his what the the ability that we eventually settled on for Pete was kind of inspired by um another uh um uh, a barbarian ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something that, and this might be too far, but maybe it's a jumping off point. To yeah, get us let's talking. hear it. Um, so there's another—it's actually another barbarian ability, um, but there's another barbarian subclass called, um, da, 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 or it's not barbarian; it's actually fighter, uh, which you are a fighter, so you know maybe that makes sense. But there is a fighter subclass called Rune and Knight, um, and I don't know if we can fully take like you can't—you know, this might not be something that we can fully go, but it might be something that gets us thinking. So the rune knight subclass, um, allows the fighter, a rune knight fighter to carve runes into objects and bestow magic abilities in them. Um, which we, I, I don't think would necessarily make sense if we were suddenly to be like Marjorie knows this ancient language that, Oh wait, no, but it's she old people does, language. She does Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> isn't it i'm losing it that's another fucking improv man i made up old people language because i said a funny word and then later on in season two we find out that it came from the dragons because grusel was like hey sure <laughs> <laughs> margaret accidentally speaks dragon ancient wise dra- of course she does fuck you Ah. Oh. Okay, okay, let's let's take a dive off of this point, huh?
0: Yeah, so... But she doesn't know this. She doesn't know this is the problem. So, like, it can't just be like we have, like, suddenly Marjorie, like, but, you know, okay, so if we follow our, our stupid fiction, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marjorie knows old people language, uh, which is an ancient, draconic tongue of some sort uh but different than draconic it's so different than base draconic because yeah, we established it's like latin that, right yeah latin it's is something else um so you've had this encounter now with this dragon you've had some downtime presumably between the end of season three and where we're going to pick up in season four um you know, was Marjorie just like fucking around and like carving words into something and then something happened?
1: Uh what comes to mind myself is that let's say Stormy approached Marjorie in that downtime, uh and they were having some kind of conversation and margarine used a funny word and Stormy was like, What how do you even how do you even write spatuki? And Marjorie mm-hmm. was like, Oh, let me show you and then grabbed something and wrote it on there and conjured magic through the act of trying to show Stormy what mm-hmm. she was talking about. Like it, it would mm-hmm. have been stumbled upon totally accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um of course like here I am writing a scene that hasn't happened yet in D&D, But right. if we were to adapt this, right, if we were to turn this into something that was written, it makes sense that Stormy and Margarine, Fletch and Margarine would have uh this discovery because not only were they the ones, well because they were the ones who talked to the dragon in season two, right? And so the mm-hmm. two of them could detective out. Oh, that's what's going on here.
0: Yeah, you two have had the most direct dragon interaction mm-hmm. for sure, and, and oh, you for had sure. that, and you had that moment where you were like engulfed in ancient dragon magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know. So. Oh my know, gosh! This- How beautiful you did a beautiful job i gush about your storytelling too much so i'm uh, no i don't you did a beautiful job <laughs> engulfing us in ancient dragon magic which then leads to this new possibility of understanding old people language as having more power than previously known yeah there's a piece yeah. to this
0: right um and we can you know we can figure out how to play it out um
1: Man, if I was listening to this episode, I'd be so mad. Like, because... Th- no, that's not true. If I was listening to this episode, this conversation that we're having right now... it, I almost don't want to release this. I want this to be like a fun surprise that happens in narrative, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, man, spoilers! I'm listening to yeah. this, and this is spoilers. But also...
0: But on the you other have hand, to listen though, to this you don't and and the, fewer people do mm-hmm. like there are definitely going to be people who will listen to this and then listen to the regular show but there are definitely people who will not listen to these episodes okay
1: then you're in the special club listening yeah
0: um you're a on the other elite. hand though in in defense of this conversation um <clears throat> it would be i mean it depends how we play it out but like you know i would want to understand the why but that's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion which you know we'll get to when we get to it i guess but is this does is this something that is is vibing
1: yeah it is
0: i i think this i can't believe we hit on old, both of us I-, I wish you guys could have seen <laughs> <laughs> the zoom listeners i wish you could have seen the zoom call with both of us realized at the same time wait there is an ancient language <laughs> No retcon needed. Oh, God, that's so funny. Because I, I was reading this uh, last night. I was reading uh, their the Rune Knight stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is close, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so what it would be. What it would be like—that—that's uh, the why of like. Okay, if if we do go this route of mm-hmm. like, okay, Marjorie has discovered that these words have power outside of, um, uh, outside of communicating. They have some sort of extra, you know, extra power behind. Them. This is so Skyrim. Um, <laughs> Who was, uh,
1: when I first came up with old people language, was I wasn't talking to Kiff, was I? I th- you might have. In. Was it the person who runs the uh mages school, the wizarding school?
0: Oh, you know what? I think it was.
1: That makes sense. They would know. Yes.
0: They would know. They would know. And there's stuff with that um there's a whole thing with
1: with what's them. going on there. Cool. Well, uh maybe the pickup point for Margarine is instead of checking in with the Thieves Guild, like she's discovered that she's got this secret knowledge and needs to go talk to those guys, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That could be really interesting. That could be very interesting. That, for reasons you don't know. Um,
1: Sorry, I'm going to make you rewrite an entire arc of your story.
0: No, not really, actually. Oh. Oh. If if anything, it's kind of accelerating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After season three, might be appreciated. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, No kidding. Um, Fuck, that's cool. This is cool. This is cool. This is why I like doing these. Yeah, uh, you were this... talking
1: last episode about how you, you don't get to talk to us about the behind the scenes with um, how you're crafting the story. But mm-hmm. you kind of do during these episodes.
0: Yeah, this is the closest I can come to what I really want. Which is true collaborative storytelling, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we obviously do that when we when we record the regular episodes. It's you know collaborative storytelling, but um, in a different way because all your side of it is completely improvised, yeah, um, and my side of it is mostly improvised. All the dialogue is improvised, um, you know. The decisions that you guys make are most, you know, what follows up is mostly improvised. Um, This is great,
1: because now also this gives me a chance to come to terms with how I don't want to be a 13-year-old boy, because 13-year-old boys don't have the understanding of ancient languages.
0: Right. You can embrace Mm -hmm. your elder status. Mm -hmm. This is neat. This is fun. This is cool. Yeah, I like this. If you're vibing with this, then I'm vibing with this.
1: I am. Okay, so Rune Knights. Let's talk about.
0: Yeah. Them. Um, so they. Uh, da, 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 da. So the way that it's written, you get these different rune options um, that you would have to, you know, like take. Uh, take time to write to carve the room runes into an object and then the different runes have different um effects and the way that the way that the the subclass is written is that these abilities come from giants so we would have so we're going to change this we're going to i'm going to have to like do like a total custom version of this that is like this is old people language which which is an ancient dragon language this works so good with my fiction it's stupid i hate (laughs) (laughs) because i also have this like ancient order of dragons that is above other dragons really yeah the 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 dominant dragons Mm -hmm. you know so like fuck (laughs) um so basically there will be like like in skyrim there will be like specific words that do specific things. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's uh, so like what kind of things would you want to do? Like um, like what are some, and we can, I gotta get something to write on.
1: Oh boy. So I've had access to the um, superiority die from the fighter right. class, right? Right. have had sweeping attack, disarming attack, maneuvering attack. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also, we just kind of, for fun, added a reaction in there, repost. And I like repost, I use it a lot, but I'm always Mm -hmm. looking for opportunities to use my reaction die moves, and they rarely come up. Um, Would it be weird to kind of combine those with the idea of the runes, or should we go in a different direction?
0: I think the runes should be stuff that you can't do with... Other okay, existing abilities. Um. Just, just you know, just to be, just in fairness, like, like the stuff that I gave Fletch is all on top of you mm-hmm. know, um, and I don't want to.
1: Well, oh, poor Chelsea, she's just gonna have so many options at her disposal oh, after this. I
0: know. I'm already. I, I I've been thinking about Chelsea's talk a lot because it's just gonna be like her. <sighs> She's going have like are, a zodiac
1: killer wall of all of the right, she exactly. can do, right? Exactly.
0: Like, and the, the risks potential involved is, is so limitless, you know, because com- it's magic, you mm-hmm. know, compared to, um, even just like a, uh, uh, you know, like Fletch is so specifically magical, but but Zabus is broadly magical, and yeah. It's, Um, yeah, I think that um, as far as your existing maneuvers go it's gonna be maybe you know that that's something that i'm gonna have to study up on and create encounters to better give you an opportunity to use
1: that's okay like they can be back pocket moves sure because i am Um, i am more interested in the potential of these ruins
0: yeah so like what are things because because we can you know we're totally um you know making this up for you now like this is we're, we're taking the idea of runes, which is something that I, you know, in general, in fantasy, always uh, respond to whenever, whenever anything rune-like comes up in a fantasy thing. I'm always on board. I just am fascinated by this idea of an, you know, d- ancient language that has this, you know, as, as someone who my art form is words the idea of ha- words having magic is something i've always really excited i'm yeah. always really excited about so um what 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 do you what would be something that you would so like the obvious choices are like oh you you carve a fire word into your weapon and then you can do fire damage like that you know like that those are
1: mm, yeah
0: the obvious choices but like what are some things that you would you know like would you like is there a word that lets you Discover something hidden. Is there a word that lets you, you know, tell a lie successfully? Always. Is there a word that lets you, um, you know, these are kind of role playing instances. But is there a word that lets you do a good jump? Is you know, like, Mm -hmm. is there like something? And it's like, what are you carving the word on? Right.
1: Margarine's not getting any tattoos anytime soon. Unless she is.
0: That seems like a hard move. Yeah. If suddenly Margarine goes memento.
1: If she did, she would get a tattoo in like a secret place and people would be like, why? How can you do the magic? And she'd be <laughs> like, look at this. And she'd roll up like seven different rolls. <laughs> and there's a tiny word <laughs> just encrusted in, in, into her belly, but deeply folded in. <laughs> um encrusted is absolutely the wrong thing to say about a tattoo unless it is you know my dumbass brain I'm over here being like well what are the words that margarine would use frequently in her old people language and then how do those translate into powers cause dang I don't have my, my notebook with me right now but the first thing I ever said in old people language was like describing a cart right
0: I think so. I think it was like Spiduke. Yeah. And it was, yeah, something very mundane.
1: Why? Like, she would know mundane words.
0: But, but like, what, what, what do powers the mundane words translate those... to? Because, because, yeah, like one of the rune knight words is stone. It's stein, which is, you know, stone. And like, that, ge- that would give you powers of, Uh, like advantage on insight checks you and um, you you know you uh, you can invoke the rune and charm a creature you know like so um, you know like something like cart maybe could give you like strength to pull or push something Mm -hmm. you know like um, what can these like just because these words are mundane doesn't mean that the magic that they invoke is mundane. So
1: what you're telling me is that I can't carve the words "buduk" into an inanimate object and have it transformers into a car.
0: Maybe you can. Maybe you can. <laughs> no, for sure. Like like I you know, I I think that something like that is not off the table mm-hmm. in terms of like cuz the other thing too that we have to think about is is like the the stuff that you have access to now, right? Like Yeah. Um you have the mansion which was previously owned by a evil wizard whom you destroyed or or led to his destruction in some way. Um we know that this place had a laboratory in it. We know that it has other rooms that you guys have yet to explore. Yeah. Um there could be hidden knowledge in this mansion. We also know that you guys got access to Pro- Plinthorpe and Lamore's cottage in the Moon Town, that we know has hidden knowledge in it because you guys went into the like secret puzzle dungeon to find the journal. So you guys have access to places, and you have you know, and you have you know connections at the university at Oyakoto. So like you guys have yeah. access now to big knowledge how can how can we you know play with the fact that you guys have this and also there's there's also the thing that i mentioned on on Mike's episode of uh i want you guys to have more knowledge of the world in general mm-hmm. I ju- that just feels you know like it's something that should, <laughs> probably should have been built in from the beginning but well, um
1: the storytelling you've had that knowledge and so when i look at the map now i go oh i understand better now Why the first two locations we went to are the locations we went to because they're so close to Nights Pass and we had to pass through them to get someplace else. And now I see why we had to get on three boats (laughs) to get to the islands. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like we are weaker for having not had that. We are just stronger. We are stronger now to have had it. Wait, right.
0: You get what I'm stronger saying now that you have access to it. Yeah,
1: but it didn't yeah. hurt us to not have it in the first place. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, we'll we'll see when I talk to um when I talk to James and Chelsea, but like uh, the fiction works with you guys having limited knowledge because Fletch is from that area and spent most of it alone in the woods. Mm-hmm. Margarine is from Knights Pass. You know explored outside the world, and when we get to different places, Marjorie, I'm sure, will have some knowledge of different things, yeah. Um, but w- you know, we've established that Marjorie does not care for being on boats, so it's very unlikely she would have ever been to Oyakoto and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, and then with Zabas, Zabas is obviously younger and has a limited worldview, and then Flack is a sociopath, so
1: <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> Um, we didn't need probably not not paying <laughs> much attention to things outside of himself, you mm-hmm. know. So,
1: and by um, the way, if if I ever said in Marjorie's voice that I would never left Nights Pass, it's possible that that was said in season one.
0: I don't believe so.
1: That's good because it's not true.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think you ever did because right off the bat, we're st- we, we we were like, you're coming home from oh, elsewhere. Oh yeah. So oh, I don't was. like that was, That's that's the big question. All right. You know, cuz I po-
1: I don't think I ever said this out loud into a microphone that was then projected into the ears of listeners. Um but there have been a couple moments where Marjorie has questioned staying with the team. And I I was tempted to make some big swings to straight up leave and see what would happen. Like I don't it wouldn't be a death of Marjorie, it wouldn't be a in Uh, indefinite thing like I I think it would probably cause the other hopefully it would cause the other team members to react and try to chase after her or whatever but Mm Marjorie is and we'll probably get into this in a little in a little bit about like where she is mentally Mm -hmm. um but she's she's a firecracker she's a very reactive person and there was Mm -hmm. some stuff that happened in season two um right when she became I think it was right when she started doing Thieves Guild stuff where she was, I was considering to leave the team because they didn't respect me enough because they didn't seem to um, to value Margarine. And mm-hmm. her feelings about Jason and everything that had gone down, like,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: yeah, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, as far as these runes go, honestly, right now I'm thinking I don't want to tie... This new discovery to anything in particular right now. I kind okay. of want to have this be a thing that is discovered over the course of the next season. Um, and there's gonna be maybe you and I will have conversations about it off of my about what the potential is, because like I didn't think about getting really strong and you didn't think about making um my house mm-hmm. into a Transformers. Um mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to, like, abuse the system and do anything buck wild that's going to disrupt the story. Uh, but I also don't want to tie myself to, like, three special moves sure, sure, right sure. now.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm fine with that. I think that that's great. I guess my question now is, um, and, I you know, we can keep, you can answer vague if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no right or wrong here. First instinct, is this something that you th- you're thinking, and you mentioned it, so maybe this is what you think. That we talk about off mic together, or is this something that you want to discover in the moment and I just kind of feed you? Both. Okay, great. Because I think I, that's probably the best answer.
1: Yeah, I, I need to know what the limits are, which is the off great. mic conversation. Yeah. But okay. I also, I want the delight of discovery that will come great. from, you know, discovering it in the moment.
0: Cool. Um. That's great because old people language was definitely on uh, my list of things to to talk about in terms of like the broader world and Martrin and how Martrin's going to re- interact with the broader world and mm-hmm. stuff. Um and this is better than anything I had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, that's cool.
0: That's yes, so this is great. Okay, cool. Awesome. That's what we'll do then. Okay. Uh, Margarine will discover that she, somehow Margarine will discover that she has this, that, that these words carry this power and she's able to be a conduit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will do different things. Um, he, okay, so here's another question, just looking ahead at like the way that Rune Knight is set up. And yeah. this this could be something that we just don't fuck with at all. Um. So the way the Rune Knight is set up, because in their fiction, uh, it's powers that comes f- come from giants. So as you progress and you get to become higher level, you get like giant abilities. Like uh, you can transform into being like, you know, huge and have extra strength and Whoa. your weapons do different damage. So is it something where like down the line, Margin <gasps> would access dragon abilities?
1: Can I just say yes and leave it at that?
0: And then we'll figure out what that is later?
1: Holy shit. Grusel, this is changing endgame for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, oh, my God. This, what's the
1: most th- revered and respected entity on the on the planet, you
0: know? This is fitting into, like, big picture stuff, too, that, like, I can't even. Fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm tickled. This is so much better than, like, dying in bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Great. Okay, cool. Um, This is also cool because, like, I was looking at your charts and. it sounded so medical. Um, uh, and no matter which level you level up in, if you level up in fighter or rogue, you don't really get anything new. So
1: I get. Um, I would be nine in rogue.
0: You would be seven in rogue or four in fighter. You will be. Oh. You will be. Yeah. Or wait, no, that's not right. You would be. Um, where's your sheet? Where's my sheet? Uh, yeah, um, you would, you would, yep. yes, you would, you That's would be right. seven, you would be seven in rogue or four in fighter. So you would, you would either be six, four or seven, three, ten total. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, you don't really, there's not like you, 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 you would get a, an ability at seven, but it kind of overlaps already with something that you, um, you already have from swashbuckler One of my so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> basically so don't not... take
1: damage when you do a saving right. roll
0: right so um you 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 would get 4d6 uh sneak attack i suppose that's not nothing um not at all but uh yeah comparatively it's not like you know when you get up to a certain level you get like a slew of new abilities or whatever so um so this is neat. This is great. This is really exciting. The potential is incredible. <laughs> so stupid. Um
1: don't listen to this episode if you want to be surprised <laughs> by the rest of the story. But if you are an artist who crafts ideas with words and thoughts well, this is how it happens, man.
0: This is how it happens. Um this is yeah, we're mixing colors on our palette right now. Fantastic. I love this. Gee, I'm pumped. This is why I love these conversations because like Mike's conversation and this conversation both left me with just like such a renewed like a refilled joy tank for this story. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I lose a little bit when it's like just me alone trying to like beat my head against the wall to be like how do I have nine sun themed puzzles? Like <laughs> <laughs> i can't talk to anyone about
1: your wife's like it's nighttime i'm trying to sleep (laughs) stop talking to me about the sun
0: (laughs) she was she was the one though it was erica though who 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 got me who did the fly too close to the sun thing that was that was her her. uh but then it was like stop talking about this (laughs) (laughs) um well cool. I think then that's, that's that's that'll be like your uh that's your new abilities and stuff. I, I do though um I, I, this is stuck in my head and and, and if it's not something that, that you want to explore at all, then feel free to to say fuck off. But um the detective thing is just so like and maybe it's just because that that was such a big part of season two, and then it came up again in season three, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to. And if it's something that's not interesting to you, we don't have to explore it at all. But just so you're aware, and, and if you if you don't want to do anything with this- Yeah, no, tell have, me,
1: because okay. clearly it's something that's very interesting to you.
0: Um, There is a rogue subclass called Inquisitive that came out after we started the show. It mm-hmm. wasn't one of the ones that was available at the beginning um that is basically a detective subclass um and it has uh abilities that lend themselves to being kind of like a sherlockian detective where like you 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 notice things about people and it gives you insight into their motives or their fighting styles or whatever so like um the three the top you know the, the first three abilities are ear for deceit eye for detail and insightful fighting so you would have um you would be able to have a better chance at determining if somebody is lying you would be able to um have a better uh chance at spotting hidden uh details whether they're um clue like you know Deciphering clues, or if there's something hidden in a, in a in a location or whatever, and then this is this is less, um, uh, this is less mechanically applicable to you because we use the original, um, mm-hmm. swashbuckler where you always have advantage on on uh or you always can do your sneak attack. Yeah. Um, but insightful fighting. This is more of a role. This would be more of a role-playing decision at this point. Um, you would be able to do a check to find weaknesses. Mm. Um, so, um, I just wanted to make those things a, 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 make you aware of those things. I
1: might steal that insight, insightful fighting as a rune because I like that a lot, and I also like how it fits into Margarine being good oh, that's at a reading cool people. Idea.
0: Yeah, to make it a rune, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yes, exactly what you just said. Where, where Marjorin is the most worldly member of the team, mm-hmm. she has the most experience, life experience, um, and this whole idea of you know her jumping at, and I know that it was you know it was a it was an improv choice at the time, but but jumping at the at the chance to be a detective, do like getting into the role and everything, mm-hmm. like. If that is something that you think uh, tickled Margarine, or 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 at all made, um, uh, you know, at all, you know, stuck with her, uh, I think the the ear for deceit and the eye for detail, just to give you a little bit, just to just to give you a kind of edge in um, role playing situations where you you either need to. Tell if someone is lying or or look for hidden clues. Um, you know, and and maybe 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 it's an ob- maybe it's an object. Maybe Marchand finds something. You know, mm. you get a magnifying glass or 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 a, or a detective <laughs> hat or something that 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 lets you do these things. I just think that like, um, I'm not tipping my hand. I'm not saying suddenly you're going to be in nothing but you know, Hercule Perot type detective stories from here on out. But like, yeah, but like um I you know, like like Flack can charm people. We know that. He's gonna keep James is gonna keep doing that because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um but there's, you know, you guys are higher level higher levels now if you're going to be interacting with somebody like a Rylith and abalor right. or you know somebody like that that is not the type of person where you're going to be able to charm them being able to tell if they're lying might be beneficial you know or or something like that so not a decision that we have to make right now and again it's something maybe we can make it you know we can find a and, magic item that and does
1: hey this. Th- there's still a bunch of stuff that fell out of my hair that we haven't named yet so
0: yes that's also true mm-hmm. um uh, that was the next piece of this kind of uh, uh, just the mechanics stuff before we get into the, the character nuts and bolts. Uh, you mentioned tinkerer earlier. I love that word. I had the same word in my head, and it, it, it made me even look at the artif- artificer class. But that we're not doing. We're not fucking around with that. Okay. Um, where Marjorie has all this stuff, yep. and it's stuff that that. Martian came in with not just stuff that we've collected over the course of the show um I love the idea of not necessarily um you know nothing nothing that Martian has needs to be like a powerful magic item that you know like a you know a plus 1 dagger that does whatever damage or like mm-hmm. some you know some thing that can cast whatever spell i love the idea of like mundane magical effects that were almost accidents like so something that we haven't really gotten into yet but that i've been working on um over the summer is the greater lore of the world obviously we got a lot of that in season three but there's stuff that hasn't been revealed yet of like just the history of the world um and like uh you know we know that at, there was a time in the past where these all these these three worlds overlapped and there were consequences yeah and then it then time passed and then it happened again and there were new consequences um so the the idea is that when it originally happened thousands and thousands of years ago in the first overlapping of all these worlds um there were that's when like early civilizations were established and those early civilizations were like elven immigrants from the Feywild and the Shadowfell and, you know, dwarven cultures and stuff that created these first civilizations before like humans and halflings um, and there would be like artifacts and relics and ruins and stuff from that and then then as these other intelligent, you know, species created their own civilizations. They adapted and changed and whatever. Um, So I love the idea that Margins found a bunch of old shit that is probably mostly useless. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very open to weird useless mm-hmm. and finding uses for that uselessness. So, like, you know, it could be something like a soap bubble wand, or like you know, just like weird stuff. Yeah. That if if you have if if you have any ideas, and if you want to make this list, or if, if you want us to work on it together, um, before we start up again, um, stuff like that, like very minor, seemingly innocuous magical effects, I'm totally fine with. They don't have to be like completely mundane items. They can have, like I I think it's funnier and potentially more interesting if they have some sort of like dulled magical effect or if they're so old they were supposed to be powerful and then it's <laughs> like, you know, now they don't really work anymore mm-hmm. or, you know.
1: Oh damn, man. And that ties into these themes of like value, having value. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. God,
0: Marjorie, you- you've created such a rich, Wonderful character. Aww, I I, I just I adore Marjorie. I, <laughs> I, 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 like, it's just such a this this character, and and you you said you've said before about how like you know you didn't really see this type of character represented anywhere. Now it seems stupid. Like, how did no one else <laughs> think of this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, um. I, I just think that there's such, it's just such a rich vein that you've tapped into. And it's so exciting, the things that we can do with it. Um, I'm
1: excited too. I'm very glad so, I didn't create a character that I can't stand playing. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a very different margarine and had we made some different choices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that would that would have been a bummer. But But, you know, like, we could have dealt with it if, if that you know, James almost got rid of Flack early on. Yeah. And, you know, very obviously glad he lo- didn't. Yes, me too. We've Flack's become very, very good. And we you know, we were gonna sunset Juno. We were gonna retire Juno. Mm-hmm. And we I well we did, but you know and so um it's possible, but no, I love I love Marjorie and I don't want her going I don't want her to go.
1: Anymore. No, she's not ready. Especially not after this conversation. <laughs> oh my god! It's so the 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 weirdness of playing an interesting character like this is that in my head I've got these ideas, but Marjorie doesn't know this yet. Marjorie doesn't have mm-hmm. these ideas yet, mm-hmm. and so how do you um, how do you get her there in a natural way? And sometimes you don't. There's tons of stuff that I've uh, in- intended for her moving forward that mm-hmm. just. Because it was somebody else's time to shine, or because the opportunity didn't arise, it didn't make sense for her to go in that direction. Like leaving the group, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I was like, "What? What would happen if I did that?" Because nobody cares about my feelings. Um, and the closest thing I got to that was turning myself to stone and making Stormy, Stormy carry me around
0: <laughs>
1: because nobody cared about me, and I just I wanted to be a problem. Um, <laughs> But I just, I mean, you know it. You write so much for the story that doesn't get explored. And I mm-hmm. think all of us, to a certain degree, are doing that with our own characters. And I'm just feeling very fortunate that Marjorie has landed where she has at the end of season three. Um, but it is interesting because now here is a character who has so much, uh, so much of, of her faith lies in her friendships and the people that she cares about. Um, and she has been abandoned multiple times by like the the character who she's had really intimate relations with. Not Jason is a joke, but in her mind, like she had a deep connection to him. Sure, for sure. But like, yeah, the father or the, or of the her potential child, was there. Or, yeah, know. right. So the father of her child for one, mm-hmm. Jason, and then now Juno's leaving, mm-hmm. and so what happens? Three strikes. This the 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 in her lives her lives in her life uh having a man feeling abandoned by the choices of another person be them mm. leaving or dying or actively abandoning her doesn't always mm-hmm. matter what the reality is in her mind but um yeah what does that what does that do to her
0: mhm yeah i think that's definitely something that's really interesting to explore um you know what's interesting about this method of storytelling with these characters you know we um we did this we've done this strange thing where we have this kind of two-headed monster of a long running story meant for entertainment and consumption by an audience mm-hmm. and a Dungeons and Dragons game. And in a DD game, it's something that I told you guys at the beginning I don't know if I really stressed it enough at the time, but it's something I just told everybody I, you know with this other game that I'm running with Joel um you've got to want to be on the adventure mm-hmm. That's a conceit of dD. You're an adventurer. You have to want to do it, but that doesn't jive with a story because sometimes in stories characters don't want to do things, mm-hmm. you know. And and if we were if we were writing this as a as a scripted show, there probably would have been a moment where Marjorie you know went off and left everybody because of X, Y, and Z, or you know characters would have these more kind of dramatic moments but that's just not the nature of the thing so how do we explore that mm-hmm. while still um you know being respectful of the method through which we're telling this story um and I I think that that's such a, an interesting challenge especially when it comes to margarine because margarine has, this depth you know that is different from the other characters mm-hmm. um, but i love I, I that's one of the reasons why I love Marjorie. is i I want that I want that depth, and I want to explore those things and I want to see how you do that um, so. I I definitely think that for you going forward into season four, that's something that I think is worth exploring, that kind of sense of what what would you what would you is it is it loss or abandonment or or is it trust issues? Like what where are you coming from for how 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 do you think margin how how are you kind of thinking that Margin will respond to this? Cause this is kind of another I don't really want to say trigger, but it's another You know, it's
1: a trauma, it's a repeated trauma, right?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um, something that happened in season three that ended up being a a really delightful moment is she got thrown in jail on a boat. Mm
0: -hmm. Which
1: I go ahead and say the word trigger for her that that's one of her worst memories is that happening to her. Um, Mm -hmm. and so when it happened the second time, I the improviser was like, Oh man, I've got. In a, in a real situation, if this was to happen to this person, it would be horrible, like truly horrible. But that's the motto of our podcast is do what's fun. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't want her to be like, hold up and quiet and scared and tucked in the corner of this jail cell, just totally not feeling anything. And so I went the opposite direction with it. I chose to go in a different direction with it, and it ended up. Ting in the bars and and losing my mind and uh just being fully expressive of the moment and of her frustrations and it and it was very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked mm-hmm. out. Um, and so after that, she decided to change up her behavior, and instead of running away from the team, she just uh, allied herself with Zabiss, the least of the evils,
0: in that particular
1: <laughs> moment. Right, and so. It was a lot more fun to play the distress that way than it was to be distressed.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Because um, as good as Marjorie is at getting other people to take a breath and be introspective themselves, that's not something that she thinks of for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so moving forward... I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what choices I'm going to make as far as dealing with the repeated trauma of of people she cares about leaving. Um, but I don't want it to be. I don't. I don't want to bring the mood down.
0: No, 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 no bummers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think though that that what the boat is a great example. Um, I think that I personally trust you. 100% to find the way to 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 play in this space. Um where like I I don't want to you know, it's a it's a it's a funny show. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy show. But we're getting to the point in the story where like obviously stuff there's going to be real real stakes, real repercussions. there's there's gonna be more dramatic moments going forward. Um, just in, just because like we're at that point in the story um stuff has to start paying off and and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I guess my directorial note would be um, trust yourself to find the big way to, to deal with that stuff. if that's something that you feel you know Marjorie needs to deal with, Go, go for it and, and don't shy away from it, I guess. Don't be worried about maybe it's going to be a bummer because um, so far precedent has been set that you will find a fun way to deal with it. Uh, and also, I think everyone else will find fun ways to react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a lich on trial in a fire dimension Mm-hmm. For crimes against humanity. And your your little all your little peanut gallery reactions made it a funny scene. Yeah. So like, um uh we're all here to keep the funny going. Yeah. If someone one of us is being serious, someone else will be the fool. So uh that's part of margin, and I wouldn't want you to 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 betray that part of the character and and shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Um I think that I have confidence that, that you'll be able to find fun ways to explore that. Um, well, thanks. because it's, it's part of her and I want to, I want that to be part of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that, that's, that's obviously a big part of where Martrin is right now. Um, With the, with the, with Juno leaving and with, uh, you know having this a beat in in her story of this kind of you know abandonment or whatever you want to call it um with that and with everything else sorry he's going to sneeze he's going to
1: sneeze he looks like he's just crying uh, into I'm his not hand not going to
0: sneeze um it was a cry was then sneeze. huh just a one <laughs> tear i'm just so touched <laughs> um with that and with everything else, where's Margarine at in at the beginning of or at the end of season three? Because you know we'll see where where um, the beginning of season four is, but at the end of season four, where do you feel that Margarine is at? Oh, she's emotionally
1: oh. exhausted.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: she's spent like she she needs a nap for for like two <laughs> months because she's watched two of her friends die and brought yep. back both of them or had a hand yep. in bringing back both of them. Um. And, and really just reckoning reckoning with the loss there. So I guess I'm also thinking, like, yeah, Juno's leaving, but also Margarine is, this was a, a big Margarine-Juno season um, because of the arc that he was manifesting by the end of it uh, and his giving up on life and then choosing life and her being a part of that um, one way or another. And mm-hmm. so she did have the experience of, ultimate loss and this is a better alternative to that which makes the uh the trauma of it lesser but man she's not processed it you know it even even when we were peanut gathering in the fire dimension she's she's still like was pretty quiet throughout that whole thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it, it does something to you to watch two of your friends die mm-hmm. even if they come back so i think she's. Uh, at the end of season three, she is somebody who is recognizing the true consequences, the possible consequences of the journey that they're on right now. Mm-hmm. Um she is somebody who will continue to choose to be on this journey because she's tied her horse to this wagon. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's a lot of reckoning to be had with that.
0: Yeah, I guess um would you is there any part of you maybe and this might be not not be something that you've thought about um I haven't thought about it at all until just now does margin trust the magic of resurrection
1: Oh I haven't thought about that either
0: Yeah You know I think like-
1: if if she trusts what she sees and she saw resurrection okay. but she also saw Juno's ghost floating around his body after the resurrection happened and so that is also something she saw. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess she trusts it as far as she can see it. And she saw something okay. weird.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, just food for thought, I yeah. suppose. Um, so moving forward into, uh, you know, where the, into the next phase of the story, Um, you know, Juno won't be part of the team. Uh, we're gonna have your the the four of you will be the team going forward. Uh, and you're still on the quest. Um, you know, ultimately to find Henrik Earthedar. So, um, this is something I really wanted to talk to you about in terms of Margarine, because Marjorie has this other aspect to her past mm-hmm. that we haven't really discussed much. It's been mentioned here and there.
1: Sprinkling um, throughout the story.
0: Sprinkling in, yes. Uh that Margarine has a daughter mm-hmm. who is m- missing or or otherwise unknown to Margarine Um and in the you know, we we we've discussed uh about how Margaret is this, you know, caring person and all of this. Um something I wanted to get your perspective on because it's something that I think about a lot in terms of Margarine, but I'm not sure how how much it factors into the way that you think about Margarine is Margarine as a mother um It isn't something that's really explicitly been part of the story, but for me, it's something that informs the way that I see her decisions. and that might just be me because that you know, like I see the bigger story and I'm aware of that aspect of the character and I'm thinking about it all all the ways through this specific lens as you know one of the creators of this story. Is that something that factors in for you at all in the way that you see margarine? And if so, how much?
1: There are characteristics of being a mother that definitely factor into Margarine. Um like her attentiveness to her team, her caring nature. Um those things are are tantamount to her personality. When I think of Marjorie, mother isn't a descriptor that goes along with her. Mm-hmm. Um she is a mother, but she's not driven by that. And she wasn't looking actively looking for her daughter mm-hmm. until the storm giant. Um the storm giant vision that mm-hmm. she interpreted as being I didn't think I I don't know if I've ever said this, but like Marjorie interpreted that as being her daughter. And mm-hmm. after she became head of the thieves guild one of the things that she sent the thieves guild on task to do is is find somebody who looks like landa lakes find her daughter mm-hmm. um and that also tied into when i was thinking about leaving the team and just like focusing on real family mm-hmm. um because obviously that that's that's a huge motivator for her is she's i said last time we did these table for twos and i surprised you with this that one of Marjorie's biggest wants is um like familial love parental mm-hmm. approval and familial love um and just now during this conversation i was thinking about how marjorie would actually be a very bad mother like yeah she's caring and, and she'd pay attention to you but she'd be a helicopter mom uh she's very emotionally reactive and wouldn't handle stressful situations very well at all um i, I think i think she would be a mom who Yes, you love, but you would move away <laughs> and distance yourself to have a better relationship with her, um, because it, she's just she's so much. Margarine is a, is a lot, and she would put a lot of pressure on a daughter had she been able to raise her herself.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: What do you think about that? Does that? Yeah, get to the I root think of the that. Question?
0: Yeah, I think that that all uh, makes sense to me. I think that my follow up would be: Is there any part of her that, um, you know, it, it, you know, I I think yeah, like Margrin had given up on her as lost, you yeah. know, until the storm giant, um, and, uh, you know. So that all, you know, that explains, you know, up to that point why that wasn't a bigger part of the story and everything. And, and I'm, you know, we're not going to suddenly pivot to making the show about finding Marjorie's daughter or anything. But, like, I
1: thought season f- it didn't, I didn't get the chance to do it season three. But I, uh, if I had the chance to kind of steer the boat, I was going to try to find that location that I seen in my visions. And I might still do that season four.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and and you guys will have more of an opportunity for that because, you know, as I mentioned in Mike's and and you know I'm gonna we'll talk about as a bigger group and everything, um you know the show going forward I want to turn over to make a lot more open world and have you guys explore more locations and and you know we're gonna fast travel a little bit, mm-hmm. um within reason and um you know you can drive that a little bit more. If if Margarine so chooses, she could definitely be like, we're going to try to find this place. And I don't think anybody on the team would argue Mm -hmm. because Margarine is kind of driving the boat a little bit. No no pun intended. (laughs) Um, So um, my next follow-up question would be, um, because... Martin and you and and this is a little bit metagamey because of factors of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. As James said in the bigger discussion, you and Joel were the kind of keepers of the bigger quest, and now that Joel is gone, until someone else takes up that mantle, right now you're kind of keeping the, the 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 wheels on the on the bus. So is there anything? Is there any part? And, and and the answer can be no. But is there any part of Marjorie's? Is there an absence in Marjorie of some kind that finding a child would fill?
1: Whoa! What a, what a question! what a question to ask a 29 year old childless millennial (laughs) i really have to think about that one
0: um yeah no no no. we we don't have you know there's no we don't have to answer now yeah any means yeah
1: because i can tell you what my my reaction is sure gut reaction is to say yes but then i also go is this one of those situations where that's what you think you want and then when you get it the The hole's still there because that's not what that hole was. That's, that's not what created the hole. Or is it something that's a a beautiful puzzle piece and that there is a a unity and there is a connection that's just magically inherent. And me as a childless 29 year old, I don't know the Mm -hmm. answer to that. And I don't, I don't know that I can trust myself to tell a good story that answers that question. I mean, but it's an interesting question.
0: I would trust you, knowing you as a artist and storyteller. But um,
1: I appreciate the faith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just think that it's something, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to project my version of Marjorie on onto your version of mm-hmm. Um But it's just something that has since since that aspect of her came out. It's something that has kind of stuck in my craw a little bit, and...
1: Yeah, and I, um, I will say that um, it's dangerous to give Margarine the, the steering wheel on this particular boat, <laughs> because she, she is not a good alignment. She is a, in the moment, what do I want alignment? Right. Like Margarine's a very selfish person. Right. And I think that Margarine would choose to do what she wants over the uh, the goals of, of the many. Mm-hmm if given that opportunity at the right moment. It right. could swing different ways depending on the day, but um
0: but I think that, that that adds such a variety to the story and adds such a a spice to things mm-hmm. um that it's not a straightforward um you know, we don't have a folk hero in the in the group, you know? Like like there isn't there isn't a white knight, and uh, even though technically Zabbos' background is folk hero, but like, it's just in case anybody's like, but back we got to get one. so
1: much deeper into that. I <laughs> I would love Zabu's folk hero stuff to come up again.
0: Oh, I, uh, Chelsea and I will talk. Nice. I, I'm I'm really excited for Chelsea's uh, table for two because I I want to I want to find who is Zabu's, um, <laughs> but uh, um you know there there isn't this classic fantasy hero protagonist you know i yeah, know um so i think that that's interesting and and i would never try to steer you away from those selfish impulses mm-hmm. because those selfish impulses are what make marjorie marjorie and also make this story so much more interesting so that's great um I, I, I just I I can't I can't stop thinking about it's just so interesting to me. Margarine and Katheria Earthadar.
1: Hmm. Oh.
0: And because like this is another one of those things that I might cut. I'm probably not gonna, but I might cut Secrets. Um where when I was I, I, you know, with all the background work that I've been doing over the summer on the story, that that event, Martrin breaking into Knight's Castle mm-hmm. and exploring Knight's Castle at, on some random night, long ago, not that long ago, but long ago, long enough,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and having an interaction with this incredibly powerful person who we the audience don't know much about but i the writer know a lot about yeah
1: <laughs> this young queen
0: um and this yeah exactly this 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 person who has so much responsibility on her and on a a person that she loves so much and has to Lo- know, knowingly lose um, and Marjorie didn't know that she would lose her daughter necessarily I mean we haven't really got into the specifics of that story but like there are these two women who have experienced something similar but different mm-hmm. and they also had this moment where, where this this brief moment of interaction
1: Oh, this is really touching. I'm like, I'm tearing (laughs) up to hear this. This is really touching.
0: It's it's just, it's how much can happen in that moment between these two women that, that are, they're in such different space, places in their lives. They're in such different social stations. I mean, you have this urchin thief, you know, criminal. Mm-hmm. but but who's really doing things just kind of for fun and and there's no there's no mal- maliciousness behind what she's doing mm-hmm. and you have this woman who you know this leader and stateswoman and you know magic user and you know head of this dynasty But they have this moment where more connects them than doesn't.
1: Yeah. Something divorced and, of all of that.
0: Right. And and I, 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 it's just something that I can't stop thinking about in terms of both of their characters. Well, then, and, thank and maybe you for
1: telling r- me that because that <laughs> better informs my opinion on that question you asked earlier. Mm-hmm. About if Margarine has a hole that would be filled by finding a daughter.
0: Yeah, because like for for Katheria like you know her her whole life she knew your first male child
1: mm-hmm.
0: will be given up. You know, she you know and then later found out maybe it's something different than what she thought, but you know, she was told growing up you're going to be you know, you're the leader of this land. This thing is going to happen. And you know, she had more children to try to kind of make up for that. It didn't work. You know, like, it's it's something that has literally well, I guess figuratively paralyzed her. Yeah. And the opposite has happened to margarine where margarine has like can't stop moving you know mar- yeah. margarine, is, yeah. margarine is is in the cage ping ping pinging mm-hmm. you know but it's the same needle that that keeps them from being comfortable yeah you know and uh, that's that's just I, I, I'm I'm Kind of thinking out loud. <laughs> I love it
1: though, because it's it's <laughs> what's so fun about creating a character over the course of a long story like this, with people who are intelligent and funny and make connections that we're making tonight. Um there's moves that I've made with Marjorie not knowing where they were gonna lead, which is a very scary thing to do as an artist, right? like mm-hmm. you want everything to be perfect. Do you want everything to to come out fully formed? Mm-hmm. Um but that's just not how creativity works. Especially not in like collaborative improvisational storytelling like this. Mm-hmm. But I made choices with Marjorie and some of those choices didn't lead to anything and some of these choices have led to this conversation right now which better mm-hmm. informs the, her actions in the past. Um and I feel so silly to not have realized that that needle, that that, if there is a hole in Margarine, because I'm not committing to one way or another. Sure, sure, sure. Um, here's Katheria being paralyzed, and here's Margarine kinetically not stopping. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, and it and wasn't she's always
0: grabbing stuff.
1: Uh huh, yeah. yeah. And th- I didn't know that that's what I was doing. And again, maybe it's not what I'm doing. But also maybe it is. And maybe it's mm-hmm. more interesting that it is. And maybe the Oh, it's so interesting. Oh my God. All right. So now I've got two endgame ideas <laughs> that are almost and- in different conflicting or almost in conflict with each other to covet and to not.
0: But isn't that isn't that what but but if you're if Marjorie is is this neutral character, isn't that what it is? Yeah. You know, like isn't that isn't this what really? I mean, you know, we're we're analyzing these these characters as characters, um, but like, you know, it's kind of the human condition, right? Like, mm-hmm. this could be this could be something, or it could be nothing. Yep. like that's that's what life is. That's what every action that we take is. Yeah, like, we're not you know, we're
1: not heading towards a destination. We're making choices along the way, and those choices right. are what tell the
0: story. And and they make sense in retrospect, but yeah. but you know, in the moment. You're fulfilling a need in the moment. Yeah, you know. So this is like
1: therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so yeah. Um, great. That's great. I'm. I'm glad that I didn't say anything that, that where you were like, no, that's not it. That's no. not what I was. Because you've you, know. you
1: have mentioned privately to me about margarine and and mother stuff. And mm-hmm. my initial reaction to that was to say, eh, no. Right, but that's coming from like me as a woman not wanting to be pinned down by the identity of mother. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and I, I don't mean to. I, that, and I that's not what don't you're doing. At all, no. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And especially knowing now that there's this parallel that you've been drawing privately um, that does track and is very interesting. That that changes what that word means in the subject in the in the context of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm into it.
0: You know, and and I, you know. She's such a theory has been been such a minor part of your characters' lives. Like you've Mm -hmm. interacted with her twice. Now I feel kind of bad
1: that we were so nonchalant about, like, oh yeah, so Hank might not be a sacrifice. Bye. (laughs) 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 To know that her so much of her motivation has been hinging on his existence, and now like her perception of of reality has been totally shifted and we just dropped that bomb and left.
0: Well, the, there was, you know, th- that was the whole theory that, um, you know, the, the whole quest that, that that you guys are on, right, was that Plinthorin, the wizard, mm-hmm. made this discovery that this might be something different than what we think it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why they spirited him away in the first place, was to try to figure it out. So they did suspect he might not be a sacrifice, but now, yeah, you guys have at least one source suggesting that he specifically is not. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I think that it'll be interesting to see where we go as you guys learn more about that. But, like, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, she, she's a really interesting, she was one of the first characters that I created when I created this world. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Nils, it kind of started with them. Um, and, yeah, she hasn't really been at the forefront of the story, you know, the outward facing story. But for me, she's always been in the back of my head as, you know, because you, there's a lot of, I wonder what this, says about me. There's a lot of (laughs) mother uh, characters, uh, uh, maternal characters, um, and paternal, too, parent figures. Um, In this story, you guys described the leaf and moon goddesses as the moms. We did. You guys did that. And, you know, it's, it's something that has been a part of this story in one form or another. You know, Weirdly, Juno even, like, the is milk a parent stuff. who experienced loss. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's there too. Yeah, for wow. sure. A nourishment. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Juno is a parent who has experienced loss. Um, Zabus is a child making his way on his own, out absent of his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flack has dad stuff. You know? Yeah. So...
1: And it, what I, what I think is so interesting too is, yeah, we have all of these uh, maternal and paternal themes running through, and then we also have this theme of the Umber Coast Trading Company, which is about materialistic value. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, me, something, therapy session continued, something that I think about sometimes as a young woman who is of birthing age, um, having a child in the United States of America. Is a cost prohibitive thing. Yep, it is uh-huh. very expensive to have a to have a baby. And like us millennials were raised, um, judging almost all of our actions based on their values. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much time can I spend doing a thing to become proficient at it? To then make money off of that proficiency. Um, yep. My downtime, even I punish myself for spending time just enjoying my life because I could have spent that time working, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea of having a child is challenging to me because it takes me out of work for at least, I don't even know, for what, a year to take care of a a baby? Um, And on top of that, there's 18 years of commitment to raising that child at least. And so my career takes a back seat to the fulfillment of this child's needs, um, Mm -hmm. which is just me spending money. And Mm -hmm. it's just a net negative as far as the value scale that I have through the culture we live in and and through the value systems that we all share, having a child is kind of counter to that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the Umber Coast Trading Company is all about. If you pull the right strings and and connect those <laughs> dots, right? And so here we have this story about caring and relationships and found family and nurturing and also the value of people and things as is described by let's say capitalism. Mm-hmm. To give it a big capital C word, mm-hmm. and some of that was probably intentional, and then some of it we're discovering isn't, and that's neat. Art imitates life, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it is. It is a. Uh, it is really interesting. Um, you know. Oh man, and I- it
1: ties into my whole theory about what's going on with the with the trading, trading Company too, as far <laughs> as like. Um, that pyramid scheme that I teased during the mm-hmm. discussion episode like how let's say how people are bred how new children of the Umpercoast trading company come to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's uh it is it is something I, I i do personally just one of the things that I love about making this story about making stories in general is like, when you do have those moments of like realizing the thematics mm-hmm. are, are just like such fun moments of like, oh, this is why, yeah you know, like, oh, I've been doing this and it's, this is like one thing that I'm curious about. It takes about, a lot of bravery
1: to do that too. I don't, I don't know that you recognize that. I don't know that any of us can recognize that, but like to make enough of something that it now has a theme mm-hmm. and you didn't decide what that theme was necessarily at the beginning. That's a brave thing to do.
0: Well, I think this is what people talk about when they t- you know, like if you listen to writers um talk uh in this kind of navel-gazing way about the way that they create, um it's what they talk about when they say like I this is the story that I had to tell. This is the you know, mm-hmm. like or when when people say things like that, um I feel like this is kind of what they're talking about. Yeah. Like it's something that that they realized later this is what they they're doing. Like when I when I realized what I was do, I, you know, when I realized what I was doing was this, you know, f- big, um, corporate entity that's fucking things up. You know, obviously there's influences for that, and, th- and I and I'm working mm. through my feelings and stuff like that through this and everything, and. Something I'm curious about that I've been thinking about in the last few days for probably obvious reasons. Yeah. Um if things go the way that you know, we on the show and a lot of people hope that they go this fall in this country, what is a what is the story going to be in a non in a post-Trump era world?
1: Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're recording this this October 3rd because uh, tomorrow it might be a totally different news cycle. Oh, my God. Who
0: knows? You're right. Exactly. You know, this this things are changing so quickly, obviously. Um, But like currently, we're 30 days out from the election. Um, The U.S. election. Yeah. yeah, We personally obviously don't want Donald Trump to be president anymore. Um, This story originated completely within the Trump era. Um, you know, and will it change, and how is something that I'm I'm curious about because mm-hmm. like I've been thinking, it's it's Joel made a fucking stupid ass joke at me one time recently where he he, <laughs> he he said he 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 connected this story to the the fucking Star Wars prequels, and and I and, where he he was joking with me about. Um. Uh, and th- this is fu- I'm not mad at Joel. This is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was joking with me about the Trade Federation in Episode One of Star Wars and about how like oh it's a it's a it's a trade treaty and they're block you know it's a trade blockade and yeah. it's all this like bullshit. And I'm and I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> like and like the Star Wars prequels are so Bush era mm-hmm. and like you know. I, I'm just, I'm like, you know.
1: But the chariot races, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like. They got racing, know, so we got pod racing. We got pod racing. We got. We can no, make a video game racing. out of it.
0: Um, It's just something that, that I've been thinking about lately of like, you know, without this constant barrage and, and I believe me i nothing will make me happier if if i can live my life without Just this quietly. but without this constant barrage yeah. of bad news how is that going to impact the story that i'm telling yeah, you know it, so now i'm trying to think a lot more about the characters and how can i serve the characters that you guys have created and the characters as they've changed over the last 3 years um, where it's less about uh outside forces impacting them because that's what it's felt like for us for the last you know four years is is, is outside forces have been pr- has have been punching a- we're millennials our entire <laughs> lives outside forces forces have been punching us in the gut mm-hmm. what's gonna happen if we can if if and when god willing we can get on the other side of that yeah um
1: or does that and even we can, exist? Does outside right. forces punching us just, is that the experience of adulthood until you die? Right. It might be. Yeah.
0: It might be. Um, and, and if that's the case, you know, then the story might reflect that. But mm. um, part of the reason why I wanted to have these conversations again, we haven't done the table for twos in a long time. um you know we did the bridge episodes last time instead of the table for twos yeah. um i wanted to really connect with you guys and figure out where the characters are and like what the characters want and 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 um get at the character level of things and get a little bit more navel-gazy and have two-hour
1: conversations <laughs> before this uh, i was like don't worry guys this will be short and you were like no it won't be start recording <laughs>
0: Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but it's because, yeah, you know, like things could be different, and I want to kind of make sure that I'm not relying on um filtering the world into my world. I can now live in my world and let the world take over, you know, so but I hope I mean, that makes sense
1: I don't think that there's anything wrong with structuring the story initially as as being outside forces that characters are butting up against because that's how you well, learn sure. about yourself.
0: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I guess that's just reflect you know maybe that's just reflective of the, reflective of the journey that all of us have been on over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean like it was funny listening to uh listening back to the to our our first table for two and realizing that like we didn't. You and I didn't know each other the way that we do now, Mm-mm. personally. Yeah. Back then, and that's its own kind of journey, mm-hmm. you know. As, as that impacts the way that we tell this story, like the the, the five of us now going forward, this is going to be different. Yeah, you know, because of where we as five people are mm-hmm. um, and that's exciting in its own way Totally. You know? so um, I, guess, I guess long story short for listeners who, who may or may not have tuned out as I've been ranting for the last <laughs> five minutes uh, changes are coming I suppose
1: but change is good we need change. We're thirsty for change. Oh my god! god Jesus,
0: no kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm very very excited, very very excited for for what yeah um, season four. Mike and I were talking today
1: about who we just want to we just want to get into it. I we know. just want to start making jokes again. I know playing in this world.
0: It's it's exciting. I, I'm I'm thrilled for the opportunities that um you know, we'll have the way that the dynamic will be different. You know, we're we're all gonna miss Joel mm-hmm. uh and what he brings, of course. Um but we have to look at it as an opportunity. And I'm really excited for those opportunities and, and you know like Marjorie and Fletch have had one storyline together.
1: Right. My <laughs> oh, God there's no there's no like m- since Mike and I are a married couple, you would think that maybe we would gravitate towards each other throughout this whole story. Not really. Here and there, but not any more I, than the other characters.
0: I blame James. I think James just always wants to play with Mike. <laughs> he
1: does. He might as well be the married couple. God, they love each other. Those boys love each other.
0: They really do.
1: And they just get to do this like fantasy bromance. <laughs> deep, deep. <laughs> Where they just ping-pong back and forth. Oh, God. It's great to see.
0: It is. It's just such like a like mid-2000s romance. Like, for, er, like almost Apatowian. Mm-hmm. In, oh, <laughs> you know, the yes way that man those is no, goof yes around. Yeah.
1: What is it? What's the one where you're slapping the bass? I'm like, who slaps the bass?
0: Oh, uh, I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah. I, that movie,
1: like, just said Ant Man.
0: <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. It is Paul <laughs> Rudd. It's yeah.
1: Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. James A. Genese, and Michael sagan <laughs>
0: <laughs> The useful one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Russell goes the useful one.
0: <laughs> um, well, cool. I guess to recap. Um. Margarine is going to get rune powers based on old people language, which is the secret ancient language of dragons.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense. If this is the first episode you're listening to, that, that seems wild.
0: If this is the first episode you're listening to, congratulations on listening to two hours of nonsense. <laughs> um, but please go back and listen to the rest of the show. It's <laughs> no,
1: one's. this isn't anyone's first episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um uh and yeah, we'll uh we've got some cool stuff to go. Do you have anything else before we get into like nitty gritty announcements and shit? Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Any other questions? Anything else any questions about the show going forward, questions about the show going past?
1: Um I mean you've teased a bunch of things about how like consumables are gonna be yeah, utilized yeah. in mm-hmm. the next next season, how we're gonna travel. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about that, but I assume that it's all gonna be answered once we all get back together get the show rolling. We'll do
0: yeah, we'll do a meeting with the five of us too cuz I I want to address a lot of that stuff off mic, so that we don't have to spend too too much time on like mechanics and everything going mm-hmm. forward, but um uh, yeah, that's going to be the thing. Um uh well we we didn't talk about it because we've we've you know, we we've oh. established this with Margarine. Yeah. Um what?
1: Uh I was just thinking about one one of the thoughts that I had before this conversation. Since Margarine is a tinkerer, since Margarine is a Mm. a collector of things, I had this silly idea from season three where she she almost had a bean cart. She almost had a little food cart to tote around. Her and Zabas were putzing about, and we tried to levitate it, and it turned into Mm -hmm. the storm. And I didn't get to have the bean cart. But then I was like, wait, consumables are going to become a thing, and Margarine's someone who just like has a bunch of stuff. Does she end up having a little? A little food truck.
0: This this is a perfect perfect segue, actually. Really? Yes, because one thing that we haven't discussed yet that we we talked about with with Fletch and that we're going to talk about with Zabiss and, and Fleck um, is placing your character in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we didn't. This isn't as big of a deal with Marjorie because we've established that she's from Nights Past. Mm-hmm. But to that end, which I think is awesome. And a fun little little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the greater history of Nights Pass and the Moonshadow region, uh, and and how halflings are part of that world. Yeah. So the grocers. Oh, uh, right, exactly. So so um, Nights Pass is a predominantly human and halfling city. We've established that, mm-hmm. um, and. That's because uh, humans immigrated down uh, s- south from Hosk, uh, which is where Nils is from, mm-hmm. that's a northern kingdom, um, and settled in the, in the Moonshadow Valley and, and established Night's Pass. Um, the people that were, were native there were halflings, um, and they lived in this valley and farmed there and continue to to this day, and that's why you, there's the Halfling Grocers Guild. Um, so something that I want to explore more of in uh season four, potentially, you know, it's it's around if we get to it. There is one specific thing that we'll do though, which I'm really excited for. Um is this idea of halflings in this region specifically as uh, like v- stewards of the land and um cultivators of food uh so if if Margarine, even though Margarine is a city, halfling. She's a
1: city girl
0: right uh and grew up on the on the mean streets of of Night's Pass mm-hmm. Food is such a part of that culture. yeah, you know, like there's the markets in Earth at Dark Square that... And she that,
1: is a, she is experimental. She does try whatever she can and, and right. goes into... Yeah, that tracks.
0: She's a um, cel-
1: she celebrates food.
0: Right. Um, so for going forward, I guess for you, the only kind of new history lore thing of where you're from would be this kind of culture of... Um, Food, which which you've done already just by nature of the conceit of the show and, and for comedic purposes and stuff. <laughs> you know, you've been you were you were right on the beans thing. <laughs> um
1: It's not the first time I was told that.
0: <laughs> but even like um even like season two, like the forge fire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Margarine didn't bat an eye at. Mm-mm. You know, so I introduced the I,
1: whole thing with candy. I steal candy.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like I think that that's something that is like you know inherent to who it's in my blood. to like a, yeah, like yeah. where are you you know where you come from uh a curiosity about consumables um and tastes and experiences that way, you know, um is something that uh is part of where you're from, yeah. I guess, so that's great, cool. Um, but we know where we know where Night's Pass is. We don't have to get into, you know, that's not any new information for anybody. So um I guess I guess if you feel good, I guess we can we can kind of wrap up now. I
1: feel really good. I just want
0: a little bit more health. <laughs> yes. So oh well, I guess then that I guess that's a consideration, is it? Is it? Or are they the same? Uh Fighter is a D ten. And a rogue is a D8. So you would have the potential for slightly more health Damn if you him. took a level in Fighter. Um,
1: I don't think I want to do that, though. Let me look real quick. Because since I'm not getting anything interesting this level up, I want right. to level up in anticipation of the next cool thing. And Swashbuckler at level nine... I basically can charm an enemy. But I'm not super excited about that since that's James's whole thing. Right. But it doesn't make sense for me to just become a fighter, I don't think. I like being a rogue.
0: I think you can stay stay rogue and we can go with, um, you know, like, yeah, like bump up the sneak attack.
1: Man, I get an extra attack at five, though. That's true. That's really good. Oh, that's, that's true. Pains. Oh no. All right, so here's here's where we at. We the, here's where we at. Uh Rogue 6 level. If I go to level 7, then I get basically all I get is uh 1 through 8 of health and an extra sneak attack die on my mm. sneak attack, which is great. That's another possible mm-hmm. 6 points of damage. The other option Is to level up as a fighter, which would take me from three to four, Mm -hmm. which gives me right now an ability score improvement, but it would be in anticipation of my next level at level five, which gives me an extra whole attack. So if I do an extra whole attack, do I get my proficiency bonus when I roll to hit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, on a second attack, it, you you, it, you basically get to do the whole thing twice. But wait, but and I don't right think...
1: and left handed? So that's four right, attacks. So
0: four. Oh my god! It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. I don't think you'd get to do sneak attack twice. I think sneak attack would just be once. I'll, I'll have to double check that. So nobody comment on if I'm wrong, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. But
1: that's so tempting.
0: Yeah, it depends on how. I mean, if 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 you're leaning into all, you can do is stab. <laughs> stab a lot I kind of am because I'm
1: the only stabber I like that we're all becoming expertise like we're we're all just exaggerations of our former selves
0: Yeah it's 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 going to get to a I, I one of the things I'm going to talk to James about in Flex um episode is is um I think he still thinks too much about having weapons, mm. which he shouldn't, because he's magic. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I think, all
1: of his weapons are gone. So
0: well, well, that's true too. Um, but uh, you know, like, uh, um uh but Flack and Zabiss, and now Fletch with his new abilities will all be kind of back away from stuff. You know uh so that is something to consider for 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 you is um you know are you gonna be the one who's up front fighting
1: fighting and hiding
0: fighting and hiding
1: yeah I've created a challenging character where I have zero defense but all the punches <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah i'm I'm the most excited about that I'm gonna level up my fighter side
0: all right, roll a d ten. Better be worth it. Eight. Okay, eight will do. Eight will do. All right, I'll take an eight. So you are now at seventy six total. Right. Did you have some bummer rolls there in in
1: season three? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, you mean you're... when I'm doing my um, wait,
0: wait, yeah my when health? leveling up?
1: Yeah, I don't roll well with my health.
0: Cause I'm old. you're at seventy six out of a total possible if you rolled perfect, of hundred and eight. It's not great. So, not great. That's Mike, not based Mike on was, the
1: fighter mechanic, is it?
0: That's both of them combined. Both of them? Okay. Um, Mike was pretty close to his max. He wasn't wasn't too far off. wasn't this far off. But
1: I should roll his dice when I'm doing HP. <laughs> uh,
0: so you'll be at yeah. So you're at seventy six total um great uh but yeah so um
1: level six fighter I get an ability oh, there's scoring. some stuff
0: yeah you get an ability score or a feat oh so have we given have we I we, do did, have, we did a feat before yeah. didn't we because you did, did did uh two weapon fighting right?
1: Yeah, let me look. Fighter features.
0: Or we didn't.
1: I have two weapon fighting here. I have second wind, which I never use. Action surge. What? Where? How would I tell it's if it's a feat?
0: Uh, yeah, so that's the fighting style that you chose. When you attack, you can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack. Yes. So the feat, if you ch- if you chose to do a feat instead of an ability score increase, the fe- feat that I would uh, recommend would be dual wielder. Which would add one to your armor class when you have two weapons. Um you can use you could use heavier weapons. Really? Yeah, you could use two weapon fighting even when your one-handed weapons are not light weapons. So it would open up the door to bigger, heavier, not you know, swords or, or maces, axes or whatever the yeah. fuck maces even yeah um and you can draw or st- we don't we don't mess with that
1: i do aesthetic. have a creepy little axe
0: right you did you do have <laughs> the creepy little axe that's true um they basically feats basically enhance a style of play mm-hmm. um like mike has a, i think mike took um sharpshooter as a feat mm-hmm. You know, and if I had for, the chance
1: to take a feat and I didn't, that was a. I made that decision for a good reason.
0: Yeah. So um, you're like you have a 19 dexterity. You know, so you have a plus four. Let's let's just let's run a let's run a scenario here. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that you were to bump up your ability scores. You can either bump up one by two, or you can bump up uh, two by one. So if you went to, to if you bumped up your dexterity to 17, your modifier would become plus five. Because then your total score with your racial bonus and everything else would be 20. So you would have a plus five modifier. So that would, all your dex, everything with dex would be bumped up by one. That um, would be
1: nice. But I also like failing. It's fun. And I want to one-shot enemies.
0: Dual wielding might be might be the way to go. It let's let's look at it at it again. Especially it if I'm you... going
1: to start playing with runes. Dual wielding just ruining whatever I want and then having being able to just pick up heavy stuff.
0: Sure. Um it would give it would it would make you slightly harder to hit it would give you a bonus to armor class that's huge uh you know plus one bonus to armor class and it would give you more weapon options okay because there's other ones that make you like harder to hit and things
1: no i don't worry about that so much (laughs) i i don't want to say that and then have people go back and quote this out of context after i Mm -hmm. die next episode um yeah, I'm slippery, so I think I think I would be okay. Since it's becoming harder in battles moving forward, I'm leaning a lot towards the armor class. All right,
0: we'll do that. We'll do dual wielder.
1: We got a new feat, baby.
0: We'll add you in there. Um, All right, let's make sure that I'm not missing anything else here.
1: Are you updating that on yep. my
0: character sheet? Cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You also get uh, some artisans' tools. Neat. So uh, there's a list of those: uh, alchemist, brewer, calligrapher, carpenter. Oh, let's give you smiths. T- oh, tinkerers' tools. Duh. Ta-da. That's that. Then I think that's it, as far as that goes. Awesome. Uh, cool uh neat so i think that's uh, if you're good i think i'm good i feel really good Uh,
1: like i said in the beginning of this after mike ended his recording session he was like so jazzed and excited for what comes next and i was like man i hope that that happens for me and i totally feel that way
0: perfect Mm -hmm. awesome that's what i couldn't be happier um
1: me neither i didn't think that this (laughs) is what was gonna happen at the end i thought we were like yeah just (laughs) level up and uh you're doing good bye
0: <laughs> oh yeah this this will be short just two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> damn it uh.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry twitch stream
0: uh well uh be sure to follow us on social media at dndnd pod on Twitter and pod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com
1: the online shop yes October Let's... 13th my birthday do do me a favor and buy something for my birthday <laughs> Give me the gift of you getting a gift. Uh, The D&D shop will be open October 13th. We've got season one, season two posters. Uh, We have t-shirts available, stickers, brand new stickers available, and maybe even more.
0: Maybe even more. So excited. Uh, A lot of people have been asking, when is Beth's shop going to be open? Now we know, October 13th. Yep, Uh,
1: BethBrad.shop October 13th.
0: Uh, Go check it out. So excited that that's back up and going. Really cool stuff over there. Uh, in addition to all of your other art and stuff, not just it's not just D and D stuff. That's true. Right? I've got
1: whole all new stuff on my side of it too: stickers and prints, T-shirts. I think maybe not T-shirts. We'll see. Uh, but it's all fresh stuff.
0: Very very exciting. Uh, I just packed up two Beth drawings that are not D and D D related. Uh, so I'm very. <laughs> I have some of Beth's art in my home. Some have some of Beth's art in your home as well. Uh starting October 13th. Um Yeah, uh also coming October, October 28th, we will be Spotify exclusive. Uh all episodes will be available only on Spotify starting October 18th. We're so excited about this partnership uh coming up. Uh, very, very happy to be uh, on Spotify. Uh, the best thing for you to do, uh, if you want to make sure that you get the show, is to download the Spotify app. It is free to download. Um, and then follow the podcast to make sure that uh, new episodes uh, show up directly into your library. Uh, just search D&D on Spotify. will pop up with, Beth, with Beth's incredible logo. Yep. Uh, and you can click that <laughs> and follow us. Uh, and new episodes will show up in your library on Spotify. Uh, it was pointed out to me uh, after I said on Mike's episode that you can download episodes. Uh, apparently, you can only download if you're a premium subscriber, which I am. So that's why I thought you could download. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, I of course I'm a premium subscriber. It's the best, most valuable s- streaming service there is. It's all the music is there. Um, and podcasts, it's it's, all your audio needs are met by Spotify. Yeah, Um,
1: I made the switch last year because, uh, my favorite podcasting app just totally redesigned itself to be bad. mm -hmm. And I got real sad and I tried out like three other podcasting apps and none of them did it for me. And I was like, uh, well, the besties is exclusive on Spotify. So I'm just going to start listening to app apps, podcasts on Spotify. And I haven't gone back. I'm pretty happy with it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I I did the same thing. Same thing happened to me that for whatever reason, podcast apps decided to all just be just Just be bad. Yeah, just be bad. Uh, But Spotify is not. And that is where I listen to all of my audio now, um, which I was doing before all of this. So uh, it's just nice. Synergy. Well, it's
1: nice that you don't have to change any of your behavior to listen to your podcast, Gressel.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> my life is unaffected. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, it's it's great. Uh, it's free app, uh, Spotify. Download it. Follow us. Uh please, bada bing, bada boom. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, October twenty eighth will be completely exclusive. That's also the first uh, episode of season four. We'll, well
1: it's really good it's a really good episode it's super funny <laughs> Russell makes a uh he makes a voice choice that we all laugh at
0: that's probably true <laughs> 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 one of the things uh, on my personal goals for season four is to do more voices
1: yes i wish um. i could also do more voices but then that I guess I do try sometimes, don't I? Yeah,
0: yeah. We've had we've had opportunities for Martin to do when, voices. What
1: a per- what a person who has an accent, does an accent. Oh my god. What fun.
0: Oh boy. Uh we'll have we'll have a lot of fun in season 4, which will only be on Spotify October 28th. Uh so go get the app, follow us, uh and we'll have a lot of fun. Uh I think that's it. Thanks Beth. This was great. This was
1: great. I love this.
0: Yeah, this was a this. I, I always love talking story with you. I said the same thing to Mike. Like, I wish I could just talk huh. with you guys all the time about the story. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is. Talk I
1: wish about I the could story. say that you can, <laughs> 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 but I don't I, want it.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, we will have a lot of fun going forward, yeah. and I hope you will be there with us, listeners. Uh, only on Spotify, October twenty eighth. Uh, So that's it. So uh, thanks, Beth. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, And I think that's it for us. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Do what's fun. D&D and d is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nassato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. d d is performed by James A. Genese, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Seagan, and Joel Arnold.